guy from Full Metal Jacket died. Oh, Arlie Ermy. That's one. Yeah, that's a bummer. The situation of him being the advisor for that bit on Full Metal Jacket and then basically being like, oh, well, you're really good at that. Why don't you just do it? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was kind of cool. Right, totally. Like, And then he just did that for the rest of his life. Yeah, he was Except just for a very angry guy. Saving Silverman, yeah. which was a real tour de force, I would say. Yeah. It's just so weird to me that the whole reason that they even made the movie mm-hmm. and included him in it was just to show how mean it all was. Yeah. And they just got a guy in there who was just going to totally be himself. Like, oh, yeah, this is just what I did. Yeah. Like, almost not even understanding that the entire thing was meant to be, like, an indictment of everything he was doing. Right. I don't understand how he didn't pick that up. Did you see the Marines yeah. posted something about him? Yeah. And it they was like, like, oh, awesome. What a good reason for me to join the Marines. This You abused this guy verbally until he shot himself and you. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the movie is just how, like, the whole war was a joke. Total opposite end of the spectrum. There's going to be a movie about Mr. Rogers. I want to see that so bad. I love Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he's like basically the exact opposite of that entire shtick of being mean all the time. He's just super nice all the time. He's the anti-Arlie Ermy. Yeah. I wonder if they ever met. What would that be like? <laughs> wow. I, I mean, think... I'm, I'm guessing Arlie Ermy wasn't like mean all the time. Yeah. I'm sure he turned it on and off. But... Yeah, but, you know, I feel like that'd be a funny conversation if he didn't. <laughs> I think Mr. Rogers had the ability to kind of turn anybody nice for like a little bit. Yeah, probably. He probably, if they would have met, he would have like ruined him. Yeah. (laughs) I can't shout anymore. (laughs) I can't be mean. He's just really loudly yelling like, you're my neighbor. I love you. (laughs) I like you because of who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. 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 Uh, do you want to just do the thing? Yeah, let's do the thing. I feel like we got it. By that I mean, thing. we should talk about the let's thing. Let's do the damn thing. <laughs> Talking about the thing. Uh, I saw the thing during the blizzard. I yeah. actually specifically was waiting to watch it during a blizzard again. The yep. first time I saw it was a really big blizzard back in Sioux Falls. Oh, really? So nice. years ago. Yeah. And it was a perfect time to do it. Mm-hmm. It was nice and dark outside and windy. Yep. You gotta have like the ambient wind noise. Yep. Because it's gotta feel like Antarctica. Yeah. And so it did, and I loved it. For those who haven't seen it, the thing is set in Antarctica. It's a thrill monster thriller. That's and a good way. so yeah. you kind of like horror. Yeah. It's 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 a very heavy vibe movie. Yeah. So if you can watch it in the winter during a blizzard. And the, the music the fits with that too because the music's very minimalist. Yeah, you gotta really feel alone. Yep. With even with you, if you're with people, you gotta feel like there's no one else outside of where you're at. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I don't usually recommend that with horror movies. Like, you gotta have the perfect vibes yeah. set up. But <laughs> there's a good. There are some good Blizzard movies. Yeah. The Thing, The Shining, Fargo. Yep. Anything where they're actually in a blizzard. Yeah. You know, it's just nice to it's watch. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, there's no bigger thing to it. Yeah. Uh, but the, th- but I, the thing is like one of your favorite movies, right? so good. I just, I'll rave about it all day. Let's, and I let's tell rave people, about it for a half hour now. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> it's one of the three movies that I always say, these are the three actually good theory movies, which are The Thing, Alien, and The Shining are my big three. Yeah. So 
Yeah, we do not watch a lot of horror movies, either of us. I don't care about them. I don't really either, for the most part. Most of the horror movies that I like are ones where you describe it as a horror movie and people are like, well, I guess, yeah, that counts as a horror movie. Yeah, totally. You know, like, uh, like 2001 A Space Odyssey. They gotta have, that's or like, horror. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, it is as much as the thing is in the sense that, you know, it's like a thriller and the, trying to kill the guy and, you know, he's, yeah. uh, the character is scared. That's the primary I emotion guess. throughout most of the movie. I guess. Yeah. Or like Jurassic thing is, Park or something. The thing is a little more heavy handed is in terms of horror. Like yeah. it's definitely straight up like a horror movie. Yeah. Through the whole movie. Cause the premise is, well, I'll, we'll just go through yeah. the premise, but the premise is this alien comes to this Antarctic research base where there are a, like a dozen guys all down there. And one by one, infects them and when the thing infects you it basically changes you from the inside out until you are the thing yep so it it takes over all your cells and then it is you and so anyone could be infected and they still act like a person yeah they still well it has all your memories and stuff too so it knows what you how you would react and what you would do yep but it's the thing and they don't know they are infected right i don't know it's kind of a weird thing well, where, the, where it, it acts like it's a person that doesn't think it's infected. Yeah, I think it's yeah, probably... yeah. Well, it's a good actor, if nothing else. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really crazy. It's super scary. It's very tense. Yeah, it's so tense. We were just watching a scene. Yeah. I haven't uh, seen it in several years, but I've seen the clips. Man, all of them are so good. I yeah. just am thinking about all the cool scenes that are in it. But basically, it all starts when this husky dog is... I don't mean like a fat dog. <laughs> yeah. I guess Siberian Husky yeah. is running through I don't want to like fat shame this dog. Yeah. The, the dog, dog looks great. You're looking a very svelte <laughs> dog. Yeah. But there's this helicopter chasing it and it's the it's from a neighbor camp, like the Norwegian camp. Mm-hmm. And they're shooting at it and like dropping grenades. And they land because it is coming toward the American base. And they land and accidentally blow up their own helicopter <laughs> and they're shooting at the dog and they accidentally shoot an american so of course the americans killed these guys yeah and it's, they shoot and meanwhile back. they're shouting in norwegian and if you they like, can't understand it yeah, yeah it's great they're like it's not a dog it's a thing but you know yeah they who knows that right so they take in this dog mm-hmm. and some of them go over to the Nor- norwegian camp and see that something is amiss they have dug up what looks like something out of the ice. Yep. And they find like a giant spaceship, like alien craft, basically, which should really tip you off. Yeah. So it's a bad sign, I'd say. But, you know, in the Norwegian camp is in ruins. And so then they go back to their camp and things start going haywire. You know, the thing has already started infecting people. And so mm-hmm. the whole thing is like set up as this very tense who can I trust? Who yeah. can't I trust? How do we figure out who's the thing? Yeah. And who. Who's acting weird? Does that mean you're a thing? Or are you just a weird person? Yeah. That actually comes up a couple times. Yeah. There's one guy specifically who hangs out with the dogs. Like, his job is mm-hmm. dog handler. And so, everyone's very suspicious of him because he spent a lot of time with the dogs. Mm-hmm. And he's a really shady dude anyway. So. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Jurassic Park of, like, of just the kind of, like, Everybody's sneaking around and not really sneaking around. They're all scared and they're all confined kind of artificially. You know, Jurassic Park is yeah. an island in this. It's like this Arctic in the middle of nowhere in the Arctic. Yeah, totally. And it's almost like the Jurassic Park with just the raptors, except if the raptors could disguise themselves as people. So there's yes. the added element of suspicion. Yes. The suspicion is probably the best part of it. Yeah. Just because, you know, of course, no one... And 
the alien sets things up to where they will suspect each other too because mm-hmm. there's the main character is kurt russell's character mcgreedy yep and they find out that when the thing absorbs people fully mm-hmm. like it puts out these tentacles and infects them and does all this stuff and it will like destroy their clothes hmm and yeah. then it like replicates the clothes while it's replicating them as a whole. Wow. And so there are these like shredded clothes around. And yeah. so they find a planted clothing oh, of McGreedy. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it has his name on the name tag. <laughs> and it's all shredded. And they're like, oh, he's infected. And yeah. That leads to a whole scene. And it's great. Dang. Smart um, alien. It's, well, that's the thing. It's like it knows all the people because mm-hmm. it is some of the people. Yeah, and it has their memories of each other. And right, and so it knows what it could do. Weird. And so, yeah, it's so cool because, like, it starts off having this very alien intelligence, kind of, mm-hmm. because it knows it has to hide itself. It reveals itself, and every time it reveals itself, it dies, so it eventually realizes, I can't reveal myself unless I have to. Yeah. Unless I can't help it. And they figure out ways to make it so it has to reveal itself. Yep. Or they catch it in the act of absorbing someone, or there's the kind of the cornerstone scene of the whole movie is the crew figuring out okay there's got to be a way to see which of us is infected Mm -hmm. every time we kill this thing a part of it tries to sneak off yeah so clearly the whole it doesn't need your whole body to yeah every part of it is intelligent in a sense yep so what they do is it's the blood test scene they cut a little they cut everyone's thumb and put their blood in a petri dish and then they get a wire that's really hot yep and they put it in there, and if it reacts to the heat... It, like, turns into a weird monster. Yeah, it, like, reacts independently. Yeah, yeah. And so they are going through one by one and testing people, and they're testing dead people, too. It's so tense. It's yeah. crazy, because you don't know who's been infected. Mm-hmm. You get some semblance, a little bit, of, like, this person could be. Yeah. But it's very sneaky. And maybe this is a cheat. But John Carpenter says he still doesn't know when people got infected in the movie, <laughs> and he wrote the movie. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's very intentional. Yeah, it's not set up like a mystery where yeah. you you could deduce who it right. is. It's kind of just they're all you. It it, it makes not, you suspect everyone kind of equally. You don't have the camera on everyone all the time. Yeah. And so there's any time, and they were all alone with this dog for almost 24 hours. Yeah. So it's very, anyone could have been infected for a very long time Yep. and just was very sneaky about it. And you mentioned that they have to kill it. And that's one of the things that I like about the movie is that you have to kill it by burning it. Yeah. And which just ends up being just a lot of flamethrower oh, stuff. Oh, there's so much. There's and so many flamethrowers and the flare budget for this movie must have been insane. Yeah. Because they light a flare like every other yeah. scene. And like, it's just all of these scenes of like the stuntmen full up and down their whole body on fire like running yes totally it's amazing there's so many of those it's so good like this the movie is celebrated like john carpenter's in general for the effects of the movie like yeah. the monsters and stuff but that those are the ones that i like the most is there's just the stuntmen <laughs> and all of the fire yeah totally because like i don't get as drawn in by like the the monster effects okay. although as far as those go They're these are really great. really good yeah. and apparently the kid that was doing him was like 22 years old wow he had just started out and they pretty much yeah. and he actually he did every scene every effects scene but one mm-hmm. the final one mm-hmm. and the reason he couldn't do the final one is because he was in the hospital for exhaustion oh wow because of how hard he was working on yeah. these and so they brought in Stan Winston to do the final one okay. and I don't know if you know who Stan Winston no. is he's a 
celebrated special effects guy. Nice. He did like American Werewolf in London uh-huh. and nice. all those type of cool transformation ones. Yeah. He did this, you know, Michael Jackson thriller and all yep. that kind of so yep. he's the guy to go to for like prosthetics and practical effects and stuff like yeah. that. So so the, but the effects are really cool. Yeah, all the monsters like I think for what's more interesting to me than the actual execution of the monsters yeah. is just that the design of the monsters are clearly cool. Yeah, because they're like super gross. Yeah, they're like, they're disgusting and they're and how fluid and I like yeah they're very like wet. really slimy yeah. and, I, and I like how like fleshy and yeah and I, I like the parts where it it I can see it being very hard to design them in such a way where like so in one of the great parts a guy like a guy's head falls off kind of the the he's in fact he's an affected thing and they find out that he's a thing he's yeah. on like a slab on a table and, and they like burn his body up and his head comes off and like whiplashes a tongue yeah. to a chair to like drag itself yeah. across and, and then it like grows legs to like make just a human head into its own monster by itself yes. like that's pretty clever yeah it's like an upside down head and yeah. it grows like legs sort of out of the <laughs> neck hole and yeah. then it like grows two like eye stalks so <laughs> yeah. it's just crawling and it's yeah. really creepy yeah and then is. they see it and even that it, of how they're gonna make it like grow eye stalks and not just use the guy's eyes yes like that's it's almost like a weird twist on what you would expect even a weird head monster to be right because that's what's so cool about the the thing mm-hmm. itself the monster is that it clearly has it you know absorbed so many creatures yeah. not of all which are human probably yeah. That it can just like, oh, what's the most useful thing for me to grow right now? Yep. Eight it's legs socks. or whatever. Eye socks. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's cool that they could have just done the movie that, almost like a zombie movie almost, yeah. where it retains roughly a human form. Right. You know? But they just did that's Yeah, that's not as interesting. <laughs> no, it's not as cool at all. You just make all the different parts their own thing. Yeah. And, it's pretty great. you know, like stuff splits apart and mm-hmm. there's a lot of tentacle effects, which are kind of fun. Like, yeah. They're all like... They're not like regular like octopus tentacles. They're like yeah. real whippy and yeah. crazy. Or like a guy's head will just split down the middle. Yeah, and it'll just be like a, like a big mouth. <laughs> that scene's so good. Yeah. There's so many cool scenes. I, yeah. I feel like I want to just talk about every scene, but I don't want to totally yeah. spoil it for people that no, haven't yeah. seen it because you should just watch it. It's, it's cool. It's really incredible. The other parts that I that I think really add to it are like the sounds of the movie are yeah. cool. I think you mentioned like the music is pretty minimal. It's it's, in, it's done by Ennio Morricone. Oh, okay. The guy who yeah. did the music for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. It's the only music that John Carpenter didn't do for his own film. Oh, okay. And But he was like super pleased with it Yeah. because it very much fit that whole vibe. And like the sound effects are cool. The sounds that the thing makes are always great. Yeah, it's like really otherworldly. Yeah. And then the other thing that I think really adds to it, and you mentioned a little bit, the setting of the movie. Yeah. And one of the things that I really, a little bit of trivia that I love about this is that they watch this movie after the last helicopter leaves the Antarctic base every year <laughs> for the winter. <laughs> like they, so good. they have people who stay there. It's, they stay all winter or they stay all summer. I don't remember. Well, I don't but anyway, know. they drop everybody off and then like the last helicopter leaves and then it's a little bit like, well, we're all here together. Yep. Let's watch this horror movie in which the people who have our jobs have to kill each other. Right, totally. <laughs> you know? and it's, you're the only people I'm going to see for the next five months, yep. probably. Oh, so, so good. Let's get weird. And there's so many, and the actors are all great. It's one of those things that I really like about this and Alien both mm-hmm. is I like when there's clearly not a star. Yeah. I mean, okay, so Kurt Russell's the star, but everyone seems expendable in a way. Yeah. Because they're very random. 
and same way in Alien. It's like, yeah, you think maybe the captain's going to be the main character. Yeah. He's like one, he's like the second guy to die. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. This has a bit more like Kurt Russell is a bit more of a standard, I guess, protagonist kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he is. He's real cold blooded though. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> kind of so great about him, is that, and actually, what's kind of cool is the opening scene that we were introduced to him. He's playing chess on a computer, mm-hmm. and he's you know doing some chess moves, and the the computer's beating him. Yep. So he just pours his whiskey in the in the computer port, <laughs> yeah, and just fries it because he's kind like, of, "Screw it!" That kind of shows what he's all about. And that's basically what he does the whole movie. Like anytime he thinks he's losing, he finds a way to kind of reset the board a little bit, kind of just blow it up. Yeah, basically, yeah. like destroy it. Like, yeah. oh, we haven't. This has an advantage. Let's just destroy that advantage. Yeah. And so, and that's so cool because in the movie. They don't necessarily ever do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. There's a couple times where they like, yeah, you could argue that wasn't the best choice. Yeah, but everything seems logical to what they're what they're doing. Yep. It seems like they, when they do something, they're making a choice based on the best options they have. Yeah. And the alien is just one step ahead of them the whole time. Yeah, because it knows what it is and it knows what they are. Exactly. And they have no idea what it is. Yeah, they're working or with what very limited yeah. uh, information. Well, and I think he, the character that Kurt Russell plays, I think is great. And even like that opening scene you described where he pours, al- or pours a bunch of liquid on the computer and just yeah. kills it. And it's like... You a lot of the movie hinges on the idea that you totally believe him that he is willing to blow all of them up. Yes. Under the risk that one of them might be infected with this and we can't let it get into the outside world at all. Yep. And like he's gonna try to live, but he's absolutely willing to blow himself up. Yeah, totally. If he has to. Yes. Which, which pretty much goes through the whole movie and is. And really I think good. that it adds to the tension that you feel. If the movie was all up to the tension that you feel for him, that wouldn't be as cool because he's in charge kind of in some scenarios. Yeah. But for how just much of a stone cold killer he is, yeah. you feel a lot of tension for all the other guys, even though they might be the thing. Right. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. It's really good. And the other great part is the rest of the cast is also very good. Yeah. Keith David, awesome. Keith David's great. He really kind of shines more in the second half. The first half, he doesn't do a whole lot, but mm-hmm. then he starts like being this big part of it. Yep. And... The other great one is Wilfred Brimley, yeah. the diabetes guy. Yeah. And, you know, obviously pre all those commercials, yeah. he's just this doctor and he kind of figures out what is going on with the thing and goes crazy, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love Wilfred Brimley. He's so good. He's- and he's really great in this one, too, because he has like a, a straight up freak out scene and mm-hmm. he's like swinging an axe and destroying all their radio he equipment. Has, he has such a calming nature yeah. that for Wilford Brimley to freak out in a movie, it's like... You know something's wrong. It's like watching Santa have a temper <laughs> tantrum or something. Like, yeah. it's a bit unnerving, so... Yeah, totally. Oh, man, all the performances are great. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's so cool. It's like, it's just not too corny, you know, either. Yeah. And there are some just really iconic scenes... Mm-hmm. Every scene is iconic in its own way, I think. That's probably what makes it so good. Yeah. They spend it, they give you just enough time in between when things happen yeah. to make you wonder what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I think with the setup being that people kind of just are gone and then they kind of like people, it, it's set up so that people are very suspicious of each other. They're not all around each other all the time. Yeah. And I think the premise of the movie lends itself well to like people talk badly about some movies as being almost like a collection of scenes yeah. that aren't necessarily cohesive for sure i wouldn't say this is that type of movie but it yeah the fact that people kind of have to leave yeah and 
kind of just interact with each other in kind of random ways mm-hmm. makes it so that you can kind of have a collection of just iconic moments yeah of even like the yeah the testing all the guys this blood is so good or just the different scenes where they the different like fights kind of yeah fight totally. scenes you can kind of i don't know come up with these scenarios and then kind of just put them together yeah and the cool part is that it's not plot driven really yeah the alien isn't just trying to do one thing yeah because there's more than one of him sort of yeah is that there's like multiple and they can all they all kind of know what each other wants in a weird way yeah well and and also for if somebody like wins a scene versus the thing yeah it doesn't necessarily mean anything is done no like no like the thing it's like it's separate into a, a bunch of different people. Yeah. So and each one's kind of doing its own thing. Yeah. One's, you know, trying to get everybody in one room or whatever. Yep. A thing they find out two thirds of the way through basically is that someone who's infected by the thing has like burrowed down into the snow uh-huh. and stolen a bunch of the parts from like their helicopters and radios and everything. Yeah. And has built like a very tiny spacecraft <laughs> that is clearly like basically a lifeboat. Yeah. That will get it somewhere. We don't know. Yeah. But that's like really terrifying yeah and so well the whole time they've been thinking that they've been like beating this alien it's been mm-hmm. doing a whole nother thing that they didn't even realize it could do yeah that's pretty great which also shows that like wow this thing is intensely smart yeah well and like i i compared it to jurassic park a couple times already and I yeah, think yeah. That even that reminds me of that a little bit too where you kind of you spend some amount of time dealing with this situation yeah and then this other like situation with completely different rules kind of pops up yeah not completely different it's still the same kind of beast but it has a different plan i think the fact that it can split up like it does kind of yeah lends itself to like well you thought you were done nope i'd argue that's actually why alien is such a good movie too Mm -hmm. in that way is that there are there's more than one antagonist. Mm-hmm. There's the alien, mm-hmm. the unknown that we don't really understand. Yep. And then there is a second antagonist sort of working against the group yeah. to its own aims, yeah. well, which plus, is also really cool. Plus the alien itself changes. So yeah. the rules kind of change there yes. too. And I would argue like having more than one thing going on at a time yeah. in a horror movie really Makes it seem like they're in over their heads. Yeah. And, and which makes you feel like dread. Yeah. Which is really good. Which is also, I think, why I think sci-fi horror works better for me than just regular horror. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, so with, like, I don't know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something like that. Yeah. It's, like, it's a guy with a chainsaw. And then, like, the best you can kind of do is, like, you're in a small room with the guy with the chainsaw. Now you're, like, outside and there's the guy with the chainsaw. Yeah, You totally. know, it's kind of the same situation all the time. Well, or basically everything comes down to, what's wrong with these people? Oh, they're crazy. Yeah. Well, and, you have, and, and that makes me think, too, if you have to come up with these kind of convoluted scenarios where there's something wrong with the protagonist, like, yeah. oh, now you're still trying to run away, but you're injured. Yep. You know, and I think with sci-fi, you can... And that if you come up with a good one, people yeah. when they're watching don't think too hard about the conceit of the alien thing that you came up with. Yeah, you know, if you come up with something convincing or like that's visually convincing to people, yeah, people don't stop and think, 
oh, they just made it so that it can change so that we could come up with this new scenario that they have to deal with. Right. You know, if you make the monster convincing That's enough. That's part of its life cycle. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, I yeah. accept that. If you can take people along on that ride... That's within the rules of the universe. You can mix up the situations that they have to be in in a way that makes the movie not boring. Oh, for sure. Like a lot of horror movies get to be for me. Oh, seriously. And I think also why I'm not interested in podcasts about murderers. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, all right, how much... How far can we go with this before it's just like, this person murdered this person. What was wrong? They were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> or they were in debt. and they, Yeah. Or they, this woman cheated on this guy. Or, yeah. you know, it's just like people with rage issues. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, like, the, the best horror is, in my opinion, the unknown. Mm-hmm. Which is what, where the thing and Alien and even The Shining comes from. Yeah. Like, okay, so this guy's what possessed by a haunted hotel that's (laughs) yeah completely unknown to the rest of the to the victims sort of yeah and it's more psychological horror like this place itself is haunted yeah and us coming into it you can get a lot of the exposition of like the care what the characters are all about yeah the situation that they're in you can kind of get that all out of the way yeah. while the movie is holding your attention because you don't know what's going on. Right. Like, I don't want to be all, like, mystery box about it, but, like, to have... If it's weird enough mm-hmm. and you don't get it, that's usually compelling enough that you won't consciously be thinking about how much exposition is being dumped on you. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, uh, I don't know. I think part of it probably, too, is that I don't get that much enjoyment out of just being scared. And well, I, I think, think there's so for these movies it's a lot more curiosity because in a horror yeah. movie you know it's a horror movie I'm not that curious about what the situation the people are going to get themselves into because I know it's going to be some crazy guy that wants to kill them yeah it's kind of included in the I think premise. the difference is that like in the thing the tension comes from the decisions that the characters make mm-hmm. and if they're correct or not yeah and in like a regular horror movie I'm thinking of like the strangers or yeah or like texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. it's all based on like you're sort of like outwitting a per- another person yeah sort of and that's not especially interesting because they have to come up with ways for people to not act like people yeah does that make sense kind of yeah well and it also the one of the only one of the more straightforward horror movies that i also really like is silence of the lambs yeah and that's an interesting one too Great because movie. that's not really about the the back and forth between the cop and the actual villain right. buffalo bill it's between the cop and this guy who can help her who's in prison right who's who claims that he can get into the mindset of yeah and so killer. she needs to kind of outsmart him yeah so that he will help her right and so it's a psychological thriller yeah. more than even a horror movie yeah and he's like a scary guy and he's yeah. really gross but I think that's cool because he can't actually do anything, but he still manages to gross everybody out. Yeah. Because he's in prison, but he's right. still, like, you have to, she has to convince herself to keep dealing with this guy. He's an imposing presence, for yeah. sure, if yeah. nothing else. So, I don't know. I don't think, uh, I think part of it, too, is that all the people who are doing the killing in horror movies, yeah, I find a hard, I have a hard time believing that they're that smart. Oh, yeah, they're totally. clearly, in, like, completely nuts. Yeah. So, like, Buffalo Bill would not be convincing to me as someone who's going to outsmart anyone. No. Do you think know. that's kind of the appeal of a lot of these murder podcasts and everything else, where it's just like, they could be walking among us? 
Yeah, and I and that definitely also has like the horror of the unknown involved. Yeah, where we have all normal people have a hard time grasping their minds around how those kinds of people think. Yeah, but I don't. You still kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's. I guess it's really like how much interest you have in attempting to figure it out. Yeah, because basically a lot of it comes down to. This person had an extremely weird sexual kink. Yeah. Or this person just had intense rage issues. Yeah. Or this person was abused. Or this person... Yeah. Maybe I'm like too dismissive of serial killers. I'm just not interested. To be that excited about it. getting into that mindset. Yeah. And I guess I can take an alien seriously. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and we're doing a podcast on movies. So what can we say? Like we're, you know, people aren't going to probably get interested in that either. And we don't watch that many horror movies. Yeah. That's not our jam. But I think I can take even that for an alien. I'm not expecting to try to get into the mindset of this alien. No. Even the thing. I don't think about what the thing wants. What's scary is that you are You just relating... assume that it wants to, you know, consume all of mankind or yeah. whatever. Like, it's an animal kind of. It has animal instincts. Right. Well, the scary part is that you're relating to the, the protagonist. Yeah. Which I guess is every horror movie. Yeah. But I think it's much scarier when... You're relating to the protagonists, and they're dealing with something. They're dealing with something in a way that you also would, which is this is completely unknown. Mm-hmm. This is the most logical thing I can do at this point, which is probably yeah. why so many scary movies are bad because they seem so dumb. Well, that, that's literally the point of all of you know, like people yelling at the screen, like, yeah. "Why would you do that? Yeah, don't go in that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you can kind of put yourself in their situation and say they should know better, but in the thing, you really can't. No, because they, you also don't know. Right. You don't know anything. That's maybe what's so good about it. Yeah. yeah. Is that we also don't know. The mystery keeps us from getting mad at the characters. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. I don't know. This got pretty convoluted. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, we're just dissecting why we like horror movies or don't. Yeah, the why we like the ones we like. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there are ones that are good that we haven't seen. Oh, yeah. there's. That's the thing is that I've... The ones that I do see... I don't get excited enough about them to be like, I'm going to see a lot more of them. Yeah. And I'm sure that makes me miss some. And also, I don't think the horror genre... Well, and even this. So, like, you're like John Carpenter. He has made a lot of more straightforward horror movies. Yeah. But I think for the most part, I... That doesn't seem as much of a genre to me where I'm going to see one of the movies... And I'm going to be like, oh, I need to see more of this director's work yeah. or whatever. I just don't think that much about who made it Well, nowadays, while I'm watching it. If you're a director and you want to get your movie made, you just make it into a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have enough, you know, and if it makes enough money, you just go on to whatever genre you want to do in the yeah. first place. Well, like Peter Jackson, yeah. he did like gross out horror movies before he started making you know, Lord of the Rings or whatever. So weird. And Or like Catherine Bigelow. She, oh, her yeah. movies are kind... I haven't seen a lot of her earlier movies, but they're... they're I don't know if they're really even a horror movies, but they're like kind of weird genre things like that, you know? Yeah. And then she kind of, you know... And I think part of it is that they're cheap to make. Yes. And a lot of them, if you make a good one, you can make a bunch of money. There's a huge audience for it always. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to tell which ones are going to work and which ones are going to make money. Yeah. So they kind of just like, oh, yeah, go for it. Make a horror movie for us and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, even like Get Out. I mean, yeah. now Jordan Peele Had to have been so gold. cheap to make. $10 million and it made $100 yeah. million bucks in the box office. Yeah. So Plus like, however much in DVD sales. And yeah. Else. He's rich. So it'll be interesting to see, even for him, like what he wants to make. He wants to make more horror, apparently. There we go. He wants to be like, he wants to do almost like a Twilight Zone-esque Ooh. type of thing, which is cool. Well, even that. Get out. It's kind of a horror thing, but it's not. It's a it's a horror slash 
whatever else. I think like the first three quarters of it are very clever commentary, and the last quarter of it is just like kind of boring hack and slash. I don't know because it's kind of it's, it's kind of a horror thriller in yeah, the same way. That it's good the until thing the is. end. I think the end really making it so traditional in a sense mm-hmm. really makes it lose a star for me. Kind of uh, if I were to rate it, yeah. It, just it, well, and especially if that's not your jam anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just like want it to kind of all be one thing. Oh, okay. if that makes sense. I want yeah. it to. It really shifts gears. Yeah. In a way that I just don't care about. Well, and I think I could see that being what they're going for a little bit. In the terms of him being very trapped and very much a victim in the situation. And then I can see it being very cathartic. It is cathartic. For him to like just go all out on these things, uh, these guys. Yeah. Um, But also it's kind of, I just don't feel like it fits very well. Sure. Yeah. So Yeah, it is a little bit less cohesive that that way. I felt like it would have been better for for him to, since they were psychologically messing with him the whole time, for him to sort of fight back in that way. Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. I would have liked it a lot more if he would have somehow, like, outwitted them versus just... Yeah. Well, and he does, actually, to initially escape. Yeah, to get out of it, but then he kind of goes... Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, The Thing, (laughs) you should see it for real. That one is just beginning to end good. Yeah, The Thing is uh we can talk about other john carpenter movies later it's probably not my favorite john carpenter movie and i don't um it's definitely mine but it's definitely its own thing yeah the other movies are not as action oriented i don't think at least not the other ones that i've seen i haven't seen like escape from new york or whatever. not in the same tone yeah this one's like very very intense yeah and it's not like wink at the camera in the same no. way that a lot no. of later movies are yeah a lot of the ones are kind of satirical yeah but this and one's like just he went for it yep and it's awesome it's a much more serious movie if you were gonna check any of them out i would say this one yeah because the other ones kind of require a certain almost like ironic viewership a little bit yeah i'd say and definitely start with this yeah it's it, really cool yeah and the a lot of the it kind of has all of what you would want yes. from him and it's place. just great to watch during a blizzard yeah yeah or not we we watch maybe, it in the sunshine yeah we maybe missed the last blizzard of the year hopefully yeah but maybe we're done with it but i think it's still good anyway yeah Turn, just watch it at night. Turn the lights off. Trick yourself. Here, here's another one you could do. Watch it on a hot night and see if you <laughs> trick yourself into feeling cold. I think that could work. I think it's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>